Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Proudly Canadian and making Canada proud. This is The Roy Green Show. But I think the essence of this is that people can experience interactions differently. And part of the lesson we need to learn uh, in this time of collective awakening uh, is uh, a level of respect and understanding for the fact that uh, people, in many cases, uh, women, experience interactions in professional contexts and other contexts differently than men. Yeah. So that was yesterday. That was the Prime Minister of Canada yesterday. It is time for Michelle Simpson, a former Liberal Member of Parliament and former seatmate to the Prime Minister during question period to join us. Catherine Swift, workingcanadians.ca. She was the CEO and President of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. And Linda Leatherdale was the editor of the Money section for the Toronto Sun as Vice President of Cambria, Canada. Now they're the beauties. I'm the other part of that thing. Uh, welcome, beauties, and Michelle, before we say anything else, do you want to hear again what we just played by Mr. Trudeau, or are you prepared to respond to what you heard? Uh, you know what? I'm prepared to respond. Okay. His story has changed three times. He's drop-kicked and thrown under the bus. Cabinet ministers and um, caucus members for less or maybe the equivalent. But he's got a set of rules for himself that don't apply to anyone else. And I, for one, am disgusted. You said to me on Thursday yeah. when I spoke with you, before I wrote my, my column in, uh, for my webpage, RoyGreenShow.com, I asked you for a comment about Mr. Trudeau. And you said this to me, Justin Trudeau is pushing the bounds of credibility. Now, that was before yesterday. Oh. That's before we had the statement from the reporter. And then we heard the baffledy goobledy gab from, uh, from the prime minister. Um, this is a man you know. This is a man you sat beside during question period, uh, day after day. This is a man you spoke with personally. Is what happened over the last weeks a surprise to you? Is this out of character for him, or is it no, something that just no, didn't surprise you at it's all? it's not a surprise to me, but he raised the bar, and you know what? You live by the sword, you die by the sword. Except... That's he's, my position. He's still around. Now, what do you think is going to happen within that caucus? Do you think there's going to be anybody, anybody in that caucus who's going to be sufficiently put off, sufficiently disturbed, perhaps sufficiently revolted by what's been going on, that that person will say, I'm not going to accept this anymore. I have to speak out publicly. I'll have to take my lumps, and I'll have to leave this caucus. Will that happen? Oh, I don't think in a million years, because they've got the majority, and they're all aspiring to be a cabinet minister. Okay. Linda Leatherdale, what has this 
What's the impact been on you? Now, you said something to us on this program a few weeks ago. You've said it twice, actually. And we were talking about the issue of men um, sexually harassing women. And you told us that not so long ago, like just fairly recently, you were being harassed by an individual, and you told him to get lost. And he said, be thankful that somebody's still interested in you, words to that effect. <laughs> I, when I, I still think back to that, and I think, what an arrogant SOB. Well, you know, there's still a lot of jerks out there. Okay, boy, so when you, when, taking that experience that you had, right. and I know it's happened to you more than once in, in, in your lifetime yeah. um, in, in media, and uh, it's happened to all three of you. But taking that experience and then extrapolating that and then looking at what's happened uh, with the Prime Minister of Canada and this developing story about the reporter in B.C. who's now been forced by the attention paid to her. And, uh, and, and yeah, I, I, I've talked about it a lot as well. But she's been forced to uh, identify herself or felt that she was. She felt it was – I get – from what I get from her is she felt she wanted to reinforce – that what she said and what she wrote in the year 2000 was accurate. She wanted to reinforce that and not let it be pushed aside. What is your feeling about what's going on? Well, you know, absolutely everybody has the right to speak out. And certainly um, coming from the leader who has ostracized some of his own uh, for any innuendo of sexual harassment, I mean, he cannot be an exception here at all. Um, and good for her for, for standing up. I guess the only comment I want to make, and yes, I have been harassed, harassed. so have the other beauties. This hashtag me too, I'm, I'm, I'm getting sick of it, Roy. I, I'm getting sick of it. Trudeau was a young, how old, in his late 20s. He wasn't married. 28. I don't know all the details. But, you know, we've got a whole bunch of issues with some very high-profile people who have been accused and gone to a court of law and found guilty of actually accosting women. That's wrong. But now we're playing the lynching, the whip, witch, mob, hunt, and I'm just getting a little fed up with it, I just got to say. Um, it's just going, it's overwhelming now. Um, Trudeau does have to stand, and he has got to face up to anything that he did. Absolutely, he should not be given a free ride here. But again, I just think this movement, I, I'd, be, I'd be afraid to be a man today, Roy. I wouldn't even, and if you saw the picture of Justin Trudeau in the paper with some, I don't know who they were, all these women, he was holding on to his thumb. He didn't know where to put his hands now. People, it's just gotten out of hand, I think. Well, apparently he knew where to put his hands 18 years ago, <laughs> Catherine. <laughs> but come on, were you not young yeah. and single? No, hey. no, 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 no. L- Linda. Let me read. Let me read you what what this what the reporter wrote. Yes. Okay. And that is it. That this is key here. Shouldn't Absolutely. the son? Yep. This is what she wrote eighteen years ago. Yeah. Shouldn't the son of the former prime minister be aware of the rights and wrongs that go along with public socializing? Didn't he learn through his vast experiences in public life that groping a strange young woman isn't in the handbook of proper etiquette, regardless of who she is, what her business is, or where they are? So. Yeah, and that's right. And Catherine? she should stand by that. Yes. Yeah, well, I, although I, I agree with Linda in the sense that it has gotten insane in terms of Me Too or, you know, whatever you want to call it, that everybody's afraid to do anything anymore. That being said, in the, in the Trudeau case, it, it is a pretty special case. Yeah, we all did dumb things when we were younger. Yeah, but he set the bar. He, you know, he made this 
a non-negotiable for everybody else, seemingly. And then suddenly, when he's finding himself on the receiving end, it's negotiable. No, I'm sorry. He has, to my mind, he's lost all credibility. Absolutely. He, he hung his hat on this. I mean, if he hadn't have done that, it, I'm sorry, I do believe it would have been different. Not that it's acceptable, but it would have been different. But he has been so sanctimonious and so condescending to everybody else. And even his responses, you played a little bit of it earlier there, Roy, you know, trying to say, we need to do this. We, no, 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 no. This isn't about we, Justin. This is about you. You. And, and I think the more he talks... You know, the old the old saying, if you're in a hole, stop digging. Well, he, he, he keeps digging. Everything he says digs that hole even deeper. And boy, do you think, it, the other interesting thing I saw on social media last week, which is very true, is this wasn't something exclusively the opposition is pouncing on. Indeed, it was a liberal who first really publicized this. A former liberal, Warren Kinsella. Warren Kinsella. Well, he, he, he hinted. He, he hinted at it. He, he, well, he hinted and at he's, it. And if, I follow him on Twitter, and, and he's been hammering pretty hard. So that's what's interesting to me, too. Is, yeah, opposition will always take whatever pot yeah. shot, no matter who they are, no matter what party. Let me play but you. Here, let me let me play you. Let me play you ten seconds of Mr. Trudeau talking about whether something has a time limit, whether there's a an expiration date. The, the standard applies to everyone. There is no. Uh, there is no context in which uh, someone doesn't have responsibility for things they've done in the past. So, Michelle, let me let me ask you to wrap it up for us, Michelle. Then we're going to take a break, and we'll come back and we'll talk about something else. Yeah, I'd like to talk about something else. No, well, just 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 wrap up it, this. It's ridiculous. He said he set the bar, and then he's decided it doesn't apply to him. The same way a number of things don't apply to him. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm, I, for one, am tired of it. You know, if you go to RoyGreenshow.com and you have a listen to what um, Michelle Rempel told us today, I think you'll all three be very impressed. And she took it from a nonpartisan perspective. It was really excellent. We're going to play it back tomorrow, but it's available the uh, It's there at RoyGreenShow.com in the podcast. You can download, you can listen. When we come back, let's talk about that something else. And that something else is the global trade war and what potentially uh, lies in store. It's not a very, very, it's, not, it's a very ugly picture, actually. And we'll come right back. He always got straight A's, but his report card said he talked too much. This is the Roy Green Show. All right, I have to correct a little bit of fake news. And the fake news is this. I didn't always get straight A's. I didn't always get straight A's. And I don't think the teacher said I talked too much. Pretty sure the teacher used to tell my mother Roy hangs around with the wrong kids. I think that's the way it went, and then the teacher had to deal with my mother, and you think I can be tough? Boy, I got nothing on Mom. No way. That's where I learned it. Email from uh, Steve. Uh, 
I have a lot of respect for Steve. He's a dad of a 16-year-old son, Scott, who has some challenges in life, but is a uh, remarkable young man who takes life uh, head on, and Steve and Scott go get out, and they go and participate, and they're active in, in, in what goes on in this province and in this world. I say this province because I'm in Ontario, and they're in Toronto, or the Toronto area. And uh, so Steve sends an email. This is for Catherine Lind and Michelle as well, of the beauties. As per the Prime Minister's recommendations, Scott has been reflecting on his past. So far, so good. Are you there? Indeed. Yeah. I thought I thought it was funny. I was very clever. Very clever. <laughs> okay, so so that one that one Steve, I'm sorry, that one didn't go over, but it's their fault, not yours. It's their fault. So this trade war situation that uh that's ongoing, the one that the world is shuddering about is the United States and China. The one that we're shuddering about is the one that is involving us in the United States. And what might happen if we're looking at uh, 25% tariff on cars from Canada entering the U.S.? Catherine, you're the uh, economist. You're the former CEO of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. You've got your finger on the pulse of the small and medium-sized businesses in this country that do the majority of the hiring. What is your perspective and what is happening now? What is going on in the minds of the people who are the entrepreneurs who've invested their own money and their own futures in their business and now see this developing? Well, it's the, it's the worst possible thing, which is massive uncertainty. Uh, even if you have negative certainty, you can plan for it. Ideally, you have positive certainty. <laughs> That's even better. But the, the, the massive uncertainty that all businesses, small, large, you know, medium, whatever, face right now is, is deadly for an economy. People don't invest. They don't hire. You know, it just freezes them right up. Uh, and it, it, let's not forget, the 1930s, the dirty 30s, that horrible depression was precipitated by a global trade war. And the kind of protectionist, beggar thy neighbor, as the old saying goes, policies, and no good will come of it for anyone. Maybe people feel good in the short run, like maybe Trump thinks, oh, I'm going to whack these guys. And it'll hurt America, too. It'll hurt the U.S. It'll hurt everyone. And, you know, it's cutting off your nose to spite your face is what it is, basically. And, and it's, it's just... Very, very problematic because emotions are running high, so people do stupid, irresponsible things, and then the later they, they see the results later and go, holy moly, you know, what did we do here? Yeah. Uh, just on the uh, the Great Depression, was it, I, I, I'm not sure about this, was it a case of the of the trade war extending the Great Depression or starting yeah. it? No, it, it precipitated it, basically. Okay, I mean, so... Unemployment at the worst reached yeah. uh, 25%. Yeah, that's awful. 25%. Everyone's seen photographs of the, the soup lines and the bread lines, and it's just, just terrible. Um, Linda, you did a money feature, of economics feature for for years. What's, uh, what's your concern about this? Well, I think she hit the nail on the head, Catherine. Um, the biggest war we've ever had... Um, was back in 1930, and that is when they brought in the Tariff Act. And the 1930s, as you know, we were heading into the Great Depression. It did make it worse, Roy. It made it far worse. But here's what worries me, and there's other analysts and financial analysts who have looked at this. This ended up in a world war, World War II. And my fear is I think we all should run for cover. I mean, now it's tit for tat and back and forth, and we're bringing in China and we've got our own concerns. I mean, here in Canada, if there is a tariff on our auto industry, come on. Not only could we see the Great Depression again, 
but I believe we could see a war. And we've seen... Oh, you're, you're a cheerful little gal today, I, aren't you? And Reagan, he imposed stuff on Japan in the 1980s and eventually backed off. In the 1990s, the World Trade Organization, which came out of this 1930s mess, put stricter rules on force, and then George Bush tried to put steel tariffs in 2002, and he had to back down. Okay. But I don't see the backing down. Catherine, what's happened to her? Linda, I don't know. She's, she's, she's on some strange uh, What's happened to, what's happened to Linda? Must be a bad day. Is there a bad day, Linda? I mean, really. <laughs> is, am I overstating it? Is there a possibility? No, uh, no, no. I'm just, I'm just pulling. No, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. I'm and just... I mean, there's never one cause, right? There's always a multiplicity yeah, of causes. Yeah. But, but the, 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 the whole notion that you're going to whack the other guy, he's going to whack you back, you eat up the ante, you up the ante. It's a zero-sum game. So here's the question. Here's the question, though. Michelle, I'm going to direct this your way because you're such a strong supporter of the policies of Donald Trump. Oh. <laughs> I, want, I, want to, I want to ask you, is the simple way to preclude a trade war and Armageddon uh, is just to listen to Trump and recognize his whole approach is to make America great again, whatever that means to, it means different things to different people. You can't get around the fact that he's the president of the United States. He wields immense power. He has an objective. He has people around him who support him on this. Many Americans feel very strongly about it as well. It's the solution to listen to Trump and approach it from, okay, we're going to give some. Here's what we, here's what we think we can give. Is, is, that, is that acceptable to you? Or is that just waving the white flag and it won't matter? Well, no, I think, I think that's acceptable because negotiations are give and take. But in Trump's case right now, it's his way or the highway. He's, in, he's imposed tariffs. And then when there's any kind of response, it's like, don't you dare do that. And why wouldn't you? Like, why wouldn't Canada? Why wouldn't China? Why wouldn't the EU? Because, you know, we're all going to go down the uh, path to perdition. But isn't, the, isn't it fair to say, Catherine, we have about, oh, we only have 20 seconds. Isn't it fair to say that the United States has been involved, at least in some trade realities that have been negative for the country and that they have an argument? Well, they do, and I think it goes beyond just trade. I mean, the U.S., as we know, the huge NATO. to NATO, the U.N., all these international agencies, they're massive contributors. They, they, they punch above their weight big time. But, again, though, you know, they're going to hurt themselves as well. And, and yeah. all the posturing, it, it, it just it, it, it will end badly for everyone. Okay. And yeah. I think Canada should make some concessions, though, and... I'll tell you, supply management. Well, we got a dairy. Now we have a new new cliche starting. We used to say on the other hand, but now Catherine switched it around to on the other foot. (laughs) So we'll talk talk to you next weekend, beauties. Absolutely. Try to keep it out of our mouth anyway. Take care. Bye-bye.